What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio. Transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho, I am the one-armed madman. And with me tonight, he's back from Motorcycle Academy. He's a Harley, he's a master. It's well, Nolan 5150. There he is. Fucking throw, the expert. Expert, expert. <laughs> when do you get the master? How long does it before you're a master tech? Uh, well, uh, assuming I, I have I have my master electrical class in January, assuming I pass that, and then I have my master powertrain in February, so... If I can, uh, if I can pass them, I should be a master technician. Middle of February. So this is your third time. You, this was your third time to Milwaukee. No, man, this was my th- this was my fifth class. Fifth class. Yeah. So in five classes, have they mentioned the live wire one time? We've talked about it, but uh, it's it has nothing to do with their training. That is that is like completely. A com- it, its own entity like I don't even <clears throat> it, it they I don't you know they don't really seem to want to talk a lot about it so <laughs> of course they don't yeah it's it's a, it's a disgrace like all the mechanics think it's a terrible idea you know that the people teaching there think that it's a disgusting stain on the on this historic company that has standed the test of time you know we got this fucking piece of shit that nobody wants to buy that for some reason corporate is convinced is the future when everybody else is just like what what are you doing you know yeah i i thought that was you know well it's just it's interesting you know it's the future of the company but in the five times you've been there it has literally nothing to do with what they're teaching you and it's wild because like you can't even have one at your shop so what's the point of even learning about it like you can you can't have it there overnight. I don't know if you guys are even allowed to work on them. Well, you're not unless you do that that specific training class, I guess. And uh, and then, like we discussed before, you have to have it a uh, completely separate facility to store and and work on. You gotta have a bomb shelter, shop. and and it's just you know so expensive to to accommodate. All the requirements that they need to for you to be able to sell them and work on them, most shops won't even won't even consider it. So, uh, the, but Nolan, it's the future. Well, are you, are you <laughs> discounting the future? Are no. you being a luddite? <laughs> I think, I think, I think it was, uh, I think it was a, an attempt during, uh, you know, uh, during these times to uh, take a crack at it, and I. It, Clear to the left. It clearly didn't didn't pan out. The uh, the real future. Well, it panned out for somebody because all that money that went into it got zip, yeah I, zipped out as right. soon as they went public. So somebody made their money on it. Like what was it called? A, a liquidity event, yeah. essentially, where everybody on the inside knows that as soon as this thing goes live, we're yanking the money right away, and we're gonna leave Harley with the bill. Hey, you know, uh, it sounds like a good, uh, what, what, grifter? Sounded like a good grift. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you get some ESG money in, you, 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 you know, you look good to the, to Hillary Clinton, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The, you know, but maybe but they the, were planning on Hillary's going to win. Ugh. We're going all electric. <laughs> the, uh, the real, the real future that everything is kind of trending towards as far as actual internal combustion engines from mm. Harley Davidson, uh, is definitely the rev max that they have in the, mm. uh, the Pan America and the sport, the new sportsters and their, uh, their Milwaukee eight V twin platform. That's been out for a while They're They've just released in the 2023 or 2024 CVOs. It's a 121 with uh, uh, variable valve timing in the V-twin, which, Ooh, which, interesting. which is new. It, it, it got introduced with the Pan America, and they have kind of fit the VVT to the, the, uh, the Milwaukee 8 for these new ones. And it's kind of like a trial, trial thing to see how it goes and everything, but it's... Uh, I barely got to ride one around the parking lot, but it was 
you know, just taking it around the shop, you could just feel the difference. I really, really want to get one out on the road and put a couple miles on it because it felt just night and day from any other, even the 2022, like, street glides or whatever, it just felt way more responsive. Interesting. Uh, the suspension, everything, just night and day. So we'll see. The new Triumph's coming out here in the next couple weeks, and they've got traction control standard. Well, yeah, the the Harleys do. The new... Like uh, touring Harleys and stuff, they got all they got but all... for a dirt bike. That's got to be so oh, much harder. Oh, a Triumph, you said? Uh, I yeah, Triumph dirt bike. Oh, triumph okay, bike. yeah, that threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I I live in dirt bike world. You live in street bike world. So that was yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a bad. That was a bad. But no, it's got traction control. That's wild. Standard, that's fucking. That cool. would. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, that would. I'd be really curious to see how that would perform, especially somebody that actually knows how to ride, you know, like if you got out there on right. a bike with traction control, whoo, that'd be crazy. Well, it, see, the deal is, is right now, because of the production rule, the top factory teams aren't allowed to run it because it doesn't come stock on the bike. Okay. So tri- by triumph, by putting it, excuse me, stock on the bike. Now you can fuck with it as a factory team and really dial it in. So that could be something where like, the bike's probably not going to be as good as the Yamaha this year. Like, let's just be fucking, yeah. you know, realistic. First generation. It's first year. All these yeah. teams have so much testing. And, uh, you know, that that's that's something that could set them apart. Like, hey, we can... When you're on a slick, hard pack track and you can't get any traction in your Yamaha and you're zipping out in every corner, yeah. we're... Tight, yeah. stuck to the ground. <laughs> fucking AI. AI's got your back, buddy. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Dad. You know, and, and on that, let's, let's get into our conspiracy. This is, uh, we just did 10 minutes before we started here because uh, my iPad had a, a fuck up. Thank you, Tim Cook. That's twice today. It's fudged on me. Anyways, um, we got ourselves a conspiracy here, folks. When this video came out a couple of days ago, like it didn't come out. So we're going to watch a video of, of MH370, the Malaysian flight that disappeared eight years ago i think it was in 2014 so maybe a little yeah nine years ago nine years ago it was never found so this video was uploaded to youtube if you believe the like so it was uploaded on one day but it said received on the 12th so within two days possibly somewhere between two and 72 days if this if this video is fake it was created within two to 72 days with 2014 technology, mind you. Hmm. So when I first saw this thing, I looked at it and I just went, come on, really? Like, it's just, it's so crazy. It seems like something out of a sci-fi movie. And I just didn't think it was possible that it was real. And I listened to the guy on Alex Jones and I was like, okay, I'm going to entertain this. And then I listened to a couple of his podcasts. I'm like eight hours deep into this thing at this point. And dude, he just goes through and bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. All the things that you would have to do in order for this thing to be a fake. And you just go, oh, there's no fucking way. So let's watch these videos. We've got a Greg Reese report. We'll watch a couple minutes of that. And then we'll get into a little bit of this stuff. It's This is fun. I'm really jacked up on this one. Because this, if this is real, the implications are just wild. Like, this changes everything. This could be the biggest story in history. Here we go. In three, two, one. And I'm recording. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared on March 8th, 2014. On May 19th, about nine weeks later, a leaked video was published to YouTube by a third party who claimed to have received it on March 12th. The video shows what appears to be... I like that Greg Reese just explained everything that I prefaced the video on. That's called good podcasting. <laughs> yeah. A jet airliner on fire, being trailed by three spiraling orbs. Eventually, the three orbs change to a vertical pattern and disappear in a flash with the airliner, leaving a dead-end trail of smoke in the sky. A month later, on June 12th, a second video was published to the same channel that showed the exact same event taken from a different viewpoint. So that's interesting. Right. I mean, just within days of this thing received. And why would you put received on one, you know, if you didn't really receive it on that day? Yeah. So we've got two different videos and the stuff that you would have to know to make this is just wild. You'd have to line everything up exact. 
you got to know how hot things are actually burning relatively to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just add some color and go, yeah, that, that looks okay. Like actual engineers are looking at this and going, oh yeah, that's like actual color, like where it's red, where it should be. These orbs, man, these orbs have like trails in front of them where they're like pulling it forward, which is, you know, wild. Like <laughs> there's no, sense. there's, no, like, there's does- nothing that can explain a trail in front of a craft. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird as hell. What so what are your what are your thoughts on this video right away? Man. <clears throat> well, always always skeptical right out of the gate in, in my book, you know. You, you got to you got to question the validity uh very cool concept. Very just not like any it's crazy not, not, right like you your brain does not want to allow you to believe that it's possibly real oh my brain wants it to be real for sure but i, sure, I always sure but there's that part of it's going don't be an idiot yeah like, yeah don't some fall fucking for it dork but, made this thing but if some dork made this thing why hasn't he come forward you know there's a hundred and forty thousand dollar reward it should it could be up to two hundred thousand by now if you can prove that you made that video <laughs> and nobody that's has cool. stepped forward. That's cool. That's one way. That's one way to that's do it, man. Cool, uh, I right? mean, yeah. Put up yeah, the cash. Dude. Pay up. And, and if if you if you faked it, why wouldn't you come forward and say like, "Fuck yeah, I faked it." Here you go. But besides, these guys are so convinced that it's real that they're willing to put up the money. Yeah. And that's. I mean, that it's makes like sense, when man. you remember when um you remember during COVID where um Steve Kirsch, the guy who invented the optical mouse put up like a million dollars for somebody to debate him and his mm-hmm. board, board of scientists. Yeah. Like Peter Hotez yeah. or Dr. Fauci or any of these guys. It was a million dollars to the charity of your choice. And not one of them stepped up to the plate. Yep. And that says a lot about the situation, right? Yeah. You, you don't even right. you don't even halfway believe in in your bullshit that you wouldn't even take a stab at it. Because it should be easy money. Uh-huh. I'm the, the doctor. I've studied this my entire career. This is easy money for the charity of my choice. Like I'm doing a service to the world. I'm showing these idiots that they don't know what they're talking about and that they can, you know, trust us because we are actually the experts and we put the work in and we put the time in because we care about you and we want you to live a healthy and successful life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge. All right, let's keep going. Nobody has been able to debunk this research. Their research shows that the first leaked video was taken from a pair of American signals intelligence satellites known as USA-229. So now these are called what's part of the uh, the Sibber system, it's called. So these are satellites that are way out there. And there's constantly multiple satellites overlapping each other. So they're able to create this kind of like a simulation, essentially, of a real-time Google Earth in video. So, like, wow. they're able to just really make a... And this thing's designed for watching planes and boats. That's what it does, is it just watches planes and boats, so if something does happen, they can, like, go back and see. And so this is, How like, long has that system existed? Longer than they are, have... are you know, copping up to obviously, but like, dude, I, I should have went, I should have dug through, I've got a picture. I'll put it up right now. Here's my, my thing for you. And I'll send it to you after the the podcast where they show how this thing works. And it's wild. They're scanning up and down the planet all the time. And they're just able to create this, this image. And that's what you're really looking at there. So it's not like a video image where like these satellites, dude, these things are not fucking around. Like they're, they're up there. These are Hubble Space Telescopes turned around. Like, that's always been the theory with the Hubble Space Telescope is it's just a spy satellite, and yeah. they turned it the other way Yeah. so they could look out. That's why it's invisual. You know, like, <laughs> the James Webb, which we built spe- specifically for looking at stars, is in the infrared because if you really want to study stars, you want to look at them in the infrared. Yeah. But it's pretty easy if you want to do a telescope and have a jobs program where you just get a bunch of grants to make this fucking fancy thing. If you've already got it made and all you got to do is turn it over 
<laughs> I mean, that's a pretty easy scam, right? Right. <laughs> you want to continue? Here we go. Twin satellites capable of creating 3D stereoscopic images by capturing two slightly different views. The twin USA-229 satellites are logged at the exact location, time, and apparent angle required to have captured this video. So now, when you're making it, you've got coordinates down on the bottom of the screen. So not only do you know have, have to know how that would look in a military format, you would have to move it as the video moves. Mm -hmm. And you would have to line it up exactly to where these satellites were, which coincides to where the plane should be. Yeah. So we've got a lot of coincidences right away, which I don't believe in coincidence. I don't know about you, but. Absolutely not. All right, let's continue. This event occurred at around 2.30 in the morning. It was completely dark. The wavelengths captured by these cameras are for detail, and the stereoscopic effect allows for added depth perception. Boom. The source of the second... So, it just disappeared. I know. Jeez, I've got the... I, I'm all full of chili dog tonight. I had a bunch... I had chili dog, and I put too much onions in it, and it's all just, you know, coming right up. Anyways, um... I forgot what my point was going to be. Let's just continue. Yeah. <laughs> Video has been identified as an MQ-1C Gray Eagle unmanned combat drone with infrared and thermal technology. This video focuses on the heat signature. And the man responsible for leaking these videos seems to be Lieutenant Commander Edward Lynn. He was accused of being a spy, but court transcripts prove that this was just spin. The details of his crimes, including the time they happened, are redacted. But it came out in the trial that the classified information in question was published on the internet. And Lieutenant Commander Edward Lynn had full security clearance to the same technology used to capture uh -oh. these videos. Using Inmarsat satellite ping data and military radar to track its path, and eyewitness testimony to verify it, Forbes put together the final flight path of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. On March 7th at 1642 UTC, Flight 370 takes off from Kuala Lumpur International Airport. At 1721, the plane abruptly turns back towards the nearest airport in Penang. A witness on an oil rig reported that the plane was on fire. Several witnesses... All right, so now we've got two eyewitnesses we've got one on a boat and one on an oil rig the one on the oil rig said that he saw it looked like it was going straight into the ocean and the deal is is he was about 300 miles away which is as far as you can see a plane from the ground yeah. essentially so even though it looked like it was diving right into the ocean it was probably way up in the air yeah. just because of the way it does now it was glowing orange because this thing had 300 over 300 pounds of lithium-ion batteries on it and the theory is, is that these batteries either, you know, unwittingly or wittingly combusted and set this plane ablaze. So the thing was on fire. So when they see this glowing orange plane, they're seeing a, a, a doomed plane that is on fire at this point. Along the East Coast reported hearing a loud bang and seeing a glow coming from the plane as it passed overhead. At 1752, the co-pilot's mobile phone pings the local tower. At 1840, an eyewitness on a boat reported that the plane was glowing orange and appeared on fire. The Inmarsat ping data shows the same sharp left turn that we see in the videos, and then abruptly goes to zero as the plane disappears. Now, not only are the... Now, now you've got the satellites in the right place. It's in the right place for where your two eyewitnesses saw it but uh now you've got to bring in knowledge of planes so when pilots are looking at this they're going that plane is maxed out on a downward turn and at this altitude this is exactly what it should be doing yeah so now you're now you've got to be a pilot a physicist because so these orbs spinning around the things they're that they're doing they're creating these toroidal toroidal patterns which physicists say like yeah if you were going to do something this is how it would be you see in as the orbs are rotating part of the orb is red and it's in it's yep. in a certain area every time so now 
you, you know where the area is going to be red compared to the rest of it. You've got to make the, you know, the lines going before and after it, but they're able to keep it in that place the entire time and, and make it move the way it should. So now you're a pilot, you're a mathematician, you're a physicist, you know about uh, classified technology that the government has because of the way that the drone is set up in this footage. Like this drone, you can see the you can see part of it, and you know, so you got to know that this thing's going to be from a drone, and you got to be a VA a visual effects expert. So right now we're like we're in Bitcoin territory, you know, where it's like you got to know so many fucking things yeah. about so many fucking things to create this that. Could it really have been one person? Like, that's, you know, kind of my thought on the whole thing is it took a group of people to do something like that. One person, you know, in 12 to 72 days with 2014 technology doing all of this research that it would take to make all of this shit is a, is a fucking supercomputer. So this was either created by AI yeah. or it's a real video. <laughs> We're almost done with this one. The CCP released Chinese satellite images that appear ah. to be three orbs. China hacked Taiwan the day after this because they knew something fucky was going on. And then they released. Why would they why would they hack it for yeah. a plane crash? Who yeah. gives a shit about a plane crash? Yeah. Right. Oh, so now we get into the real meat of it. What what was so important about this plane that it had to be, you know, sucked into a black hole, teleported, whatever they did to it, zapped it out of existence. What's so important about this? So we've got on this plane 23 scientists from an American semiconductor company that is doing leading-edge research into superconductors, the exact technology that you would need to make something like this. So now we've got a plane... <laughs> That's a doomed plane. It's on fire. And you've got these 23 top scientists. And why are 23 people from the same company on the same plane? Like, there's company rules where you don't do that. Yeah. Like, that's just not something that you do, especially when you have advanced technology. Like, you're, you're killing your entire company. So the thought is, is that this thing was going to crash in China, and you cannot have let China have this technology. And maybe these guys have got tech with them. My thought is, and I haven't heard this guy bring it up, but like my thought is, is these guys have briefcases on them and they've got laptops with them. And you know, who knows what they've got on their laptop or on their work computer. Mm -hmm. So it starts to get a little bit fishy really fucking quick. And China with them releasing this video, it's kind of like them just saying, it's like spycraft, like, hey, we know what you did. And anybody to the white, like, would never understand. Like, we would, it, they release that, and you're like, I don't know, what the, the fuck does that mean? But you look at it, and it looks like a plane with three orbs around it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, right. man, that's really, really interesting. The thing I like the most, it, like, even if you consider, even if you're thinking it, it is fake, just the concept of the orbs and you know rotating around and just poof it's uh it's not one i've think i've really ever heard you know that kind of concept before so no that's another thing exactly like this is not like common ufo lore yeah where like if you're gonna make some fake video about this plane like you would want to do something a little bit more like maybe a big triangle or you know, like, I, I guess a saucer would be a little <laughs> bit more like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it, like you said. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. It's kind of reminiscent of like the, the David Fravor tape where, you know, yeah. off the coast, you've got the tic tac and stuff like that. But, you know, three of them and the way like they so the one the first one doesn't track onto it right away. It kind of like gets off track a little bit and then it logs on. And the other two, one of them comes zipping up through out of the water and through a cloud and then just locks onto it immediately. Like no, no hesitation whatsoever. It was like the first one was seeking it out to lock on. Yeah. And then the other two 
we're locking on to the third one. So now we get even further. So one of the physicists that this dude has talked to said that there's a fourth orb and the fourth orb is somewhere else. And it's wherever you wanted this plane to go. So you've got these three orbs that are locked onto each other, but they're also uh, in superposition. Uh, what's that called? Entangled, quantum entanglement. So they're entangled to this fourth probe where they can just, boom, see you later. And who knows where it went? There's a, there's a military base down nearby that it could be at. They may have sent it to outer space. Who the fuck knows? You know, yeah. and then like, where's the thing coming out of the, why is it coming out of the water? You know, is this, is this thing coming out of a submarine? Is it, is it coming out of a base? Like, is it just floating around down there? Do, are they just able to kind of cruise underneath the water or are they just and able, come out whenever they're needed? Are they just able to materialize, materialize? They just transmit where they need these things to come and they just draw all the molecules Boom. from wherever they need to be they uh f uh materialize and then self-assembly boom yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like self-assembly i've always thought about so like there's some cool theories about self-assembly like i read a book a while back where you had um an alien technology, they were making this fusion reactor into like a, a space fighter jet, essentially. So you just built this massive fusion reactor with like wings and fins and shit coming out of it. And essentially, it's just a flying fireball. It just expels fire to keep itself aloft and it can kind of like beam out plasma to to as a weapon, essentially. And the way they built these things was through sound. They made a big golden globe. And through sound, they were able to like break down all of the components. They would just, whatever you needed, the raw materials, you would just add it in there. And then you'd apply the sound and it would break everything down to its like consistent molecules and then put it together. And that was the only way that they could, you know, make something like that. The the yeah. manufacturing was so hard. And like look at what we were we were going into a couple weeks ago with the um what was it? Was it solar panels that we were talking about? Mm. I think it was solar panels. Maybe it was solar panels. Anyways, they were talking about how they could make these things have a really great efficiency through high heat and high temperature manufacturing, but it would cost so much and it'd be so difficult to do the high heat, high temperature thing that they, they could only really knock it down and make it less efficient. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and that's just using sound. If you could use electromagnetism to do the same thing, you don't even need the dome. You just make an electromagnetic sphere, and then you can kind of just massage it with electromagnetic pulses and, and different, you know. Yeah, fuck yeah. This is crazy shit, man. It is. The dude. implications for something like this. And what are they doing with it, you know? What are they fucking doing what, with it? What 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 the what were they doing on the plane? And why did they have all those batteries? You know what I mean? Uh, and back then we didn't really know how dangerous lithium ion batteries were. And yeah. within a year of this happening, they changed they made a law to where you can't store them the same way that they had been stored in that plane. In the, so in, like the they, in the underbelly, like you can't, yeah, you can't check a bag with a lithium battery. It has to be, yeah, which is interesting because then that gets into like, well, what are, you know, what are we actually traveling through if we supposedly get up to 30,000 feet? You know what I mean? Like why, why does it, yeah, why does it, it get so volatile in the underbelly? Is it because it's not pressurized, right? Supposedly in the, uh, or no, because yeah, don't they kinda. put dogs down there and shit? Down where? In like uh, the ocean? <laughs> no, in the cargo hold of an I'm airplane. I'm lost. Sorry. Oh, in the cargo hold. Yeah, they can. I, I, I've, I've heard that before. I'm lost. I, I got lost. <laughs> he broke up a little bit there, and it was kind of like wah 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 wah. <laughs> dogs under there, and I was like, what? Under the ocean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because you said pressure, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't but, know. But they'll. It's uh. But they'll let you. They'll like uh. I. When I was doing that travel gig, uh, I would uh, 
have a small drill with a couple lithium batteries in my toolbox that I would check and they would make me take the batteries out of my check bag and put them into my carry-on. So why the fuck are, is it okay to have them in the carry-on, but it's not okay to have them uh, checked and put in, under the cargo hold? Because you can see them. You can't see them when they're under there. So if they, yeah. if they go up into a blaze, you can't go down there and fight the fire. By the time you know that their fire is happening, the plane's doomed. So if they go up, like I, again, I'm like eight hours in. So I've heard this exact like question, like what, you know, yeah. and uh, if, if it's in the cabin, you can actively fight the fire, but these things are so volatile that even when you put the fire out, you have to like consistently yeah. actively yeah. fight these things. Otherwise it just keeps coming back and back and back. And if you don't, if like, you don't know how to fight a fire, I don't know how to put out a lithium ion fire. I would, I would smother it in a blanket or something and then just keep pouring water on the mm. blanket, you know. I like, think I would that's, I think I would shit on it first. I think that would be <laughs> You got to you got to take a big old dookie on it. Smell that <laughs> nutty goodness. Smother it with a blanket. That's the only way. <laughs> so since then, uh, one of the things that Reese, Greg Reese said in the video was that none of the debunkers had been able to disprove that yet. So since then, there's this group of guys named Corridor Crew, and they've got a YouTube channel. They've done some pretty cool videos. Some of their shit sucks. I watched a few of their videos this week, but some of them I'd seen before. I just didn't know it was them. So they took on the uh, the video, and uh, they debunked it. It's debunked. <laughs> so now when you, whenever you post about this thing on Twitter, it says debunked, and it, it brings you right to this video. So let's just watch. I, I pulled a couple of them because these guys are morons. Like, you're gonna see right away. These guys are fucking morons. It's just like, who's, why, are, what is this plane doing? Are they, they're, they're taking like evasive maneuvers? Who's filming this? Like, what's going on? Like, it's also, why is it so shaky? Cause it's like, should be on a nice smooth gimbal. But... <laughs> there you have it. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. Wouldn't that be cool if that was real? Well, actually, no, that'd be terrible because, you know, oh, yeah. this guy, there's these fucking glasses. Place. Although, I guess they're not dying. They're going like, to a new dimension. Yeah, they might be living it up. It's so wild. So these guys didn't even go into any of the research that this dude did. Yeah. All they did was watch the video. So let's let's do one more here, and then we'll kind of get into to how this has gone over for these guys. And we've got some more clips. Here we go. These came out so quickly after the airline disappeared that it'd be impossible to do these visual effects. How, f how fast could you guys do these shots? Uh, real fast. Yeah. As little as an hour. <laughs> <laughs> as long, you know, as long as four to five, you know, you could, you could do this in four to five hours. Okay, okay. After analyzing <laughs> this footage, it became clear to me that there's some visual hours. effects. The thing that stands out most to me is we go back to that first clip, let's look at the background. Are we a satellite? Assume we're a satellite. Do you know something weird about the background? Oh, that the clouds are not evolving in any way, shape, or form. Nothing's evolving. It's Even a still frame. It's a still frame. Thank you, Ren. So it's not a still frame. And these guys right away just... It, it's so wild that you would do something like this without doing the research. As much research as I've done, at least. A couple hours. You know, like... I. I, I could have done this podcast with a, a few less hours, but I this is just so fun that I've been watching yeah. it anyways. <clears throat> but like right off the bat, they assumed that the video was during the day. It wasn't during the day. It was at night. The guy had addressed that. They assumed that the clouds were static and they weren't moving. He addresses that as well. Um, I think, I, do I have one more of these guys? Let's see. I, think I got so. one more. Yeah. Satellites go. 17,000 miles an hour. Yeah. Would you jump to footage of the International Space Station? Oh, damn! <laughs> Look, the fact of the matter is, if that's satellite footage, the satellite needs to be moving. It can't be static. There would be parallax between the clouds and the ground. That's a big one. Not, so there is parallax. Not it. Well, didn't they say that this is, like, com, com, like compiled imagery from multiple satellites? So yes, that would mean that exactly. it's not, you know, like... It, it's it's, it's focused on the object. Yeah, it's it's not an actual picture or image. And and what they're doing is using video from the International Space Station as their debunking method. Well, these satellites are over twice as far out 
Yeah. So the the movement is going to be way less pronounced. Um, I again, like I'm not a VHX, a visual effects guy, so I don't, you know, I I I can't be the one to say that who's right or who's wrong. But I've like these guys were just yucking it up watching a video. Oh, I could do that. Interesting. Do None of them did. Yeah. Why didn't they it. fucking do it? Can, like if yeah. it, if you can do it in an hour, <laughs> just do it and say, here you go, morons. I did it. Yeah. And then, hey, maybe do it with 2014 tech. Right? There, yeah. Let's yeah, see if you can you. do it in an hour. Do all the research and do it with 2014 tech. And then you can yuck it up with your stupid fucking glasses on. What's what's really annoying is that they, like you said, they, they didn't do like any research or anything like that. They're just sitting here None. talking shit about the video. And and you said that if you look it up, it, it comes up that it's been debunked by those guys. Yep. Yep, by those guys. So anytime there's a tweet about it, it says this has been debunked and it links to these guys' video. And they didn't do any of the research. So yeah, like all of joke. the things that they said that they used as debunking, he had already like addressed that with actual engineers and other VHX. He claims that he's talked to the to the head guy from Top Gun Maverick and the head guy from Marvel. And they all say that it's that it's real. They couldn't do it. Not with the tech, not doing all the research. The research is really what makes it all hard. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, maybe you can grab a picture of a plane and you can add these orbs and shit. But, like, the research is fucking deep, you know? Just, like, I've been able to listen to a guy say it for the most part. Yeah. Like, I, that's pretty easy. But actually, like, doing sitting down and finding the actual numbers and doing the actual, like, that's hard work. And these guys didn't do any of it. And I... I thought it was such a chicken shit way to like laugh at the rubes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was going to go to one other video, but I want to go. He went, what time is it? 36. Oh, we got plenty of time. This is great. This, this is great. We're doing good. We're rolling. <laughs> so I've showed you this, this clip off. There's this guy. He, he does a podcast. His name's Danny Jones. I think he's a fed. Um, I think he's a plant. I think I told you this off air before. He's a moron. The guy's a fucking moron, and he gets all these great guests, all UFOs. He's had Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. He's had the guy with the vases. He just had the the Giza power plant guy on, Chris Dunn. He's getting all these great guests, and he's a fucking moron, just an absolute moron. So either A, he's got a bunch of money, and he's just able to be a moron and have a popular podcast, or this guy's a fed. And I think that those two aren't mutually exclusive. Like, I think this guy could be both of those things. Like he's just some idiot surfer that's got a bunch of money. Maybe it's a trust fund and it's like, Hey, you want to have a good podcast? Let's, let's get these people on it. And for what purpose? I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe they like all like Richard Doty. We've had, we've shown Richard Doty clips on here before why Richard Doty does some of the things he did and, and maybe still does. I can't explain to you, but we know that he did it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So just as a quick primer, let me introduce you to the Danny Jones podcast. That this site was deliberately buried and they've they've used organic remains that they found underneath this burial to date the site to at least 10,000 BC. So right bang on in that same realm of time that that Robert's shock don't uh, developed like like dated the Sphinx. So 10,000 BC would be how many years ago? 12,000 years ago. 12,000 years ago. Okay. Unbelievable. At least <laughs> So 10,000 BC, how many years ago is that? I'm trying to crunch the numbers, man, but they're just not coming to me. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you really going to convince me that this guy built a fucking popular podcast on his own? I just don't get it. So he had this guy on, and uh, it's so funny. I sent the video to TJ. I was I watched the first one, and I was like, TJ, you got to watch this fucking thing. This is wild. And I was like, here's a longer version. I'm going to watch this one. And I start watching it. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, this is boring. This isn't great. So I fast forwarded a little bit. And what this guy did is he pulled a really chicken shit move, I think. Um, and you're going to see it right now. Uh, well, I guess maybe I should preface a little bit. He had this guy on, and he showed the Corridor crew an interview that he did with somebody else and said, go ahead and debunk this video for me so I can bring this guy in here and make him look like an idiot. So let's watch this. They discover oh. that this site was deliberately bar- Wrong video. Here we go. You can see these extra lines that we have all over the place. 
Like these lines is coming over the yeah, top. Yeah, you can easily. So one of their big gripes, and I didn't. I'm bad at prefacing tonight. I should have taken more notes. Um, they found this old video effect from a video game back in the '90s that did like a black hole, and it lines up pretty damn close. Like there's there's areas of it that are close, but then there's areas that are just completely off. And uh, he's got you know he's got his answers for this. So let's let's watch this. Check that out. That's but super why would easy. you mask it out? Because you're not comparing to something that's already exists, right? Because you don't want people. Because you want to make it look unique. You don't want to make it look like an, the stock so, effect. So like they you, accidentally made it look perfect. No, they on purpose. Wait, what? So all these extra dots that we see are like this dot right here, this dot up here. The actual lining up of the middle effect doesn't even line up. That does not line up with this effect. You can actually see the tail of the plane sticking out on this one. And now over in this one here, you can see that it's not the same shape. Right, but what are the chances that the outer rim of this thing are are 99% perfect compared to this endothermic event that happened in the air? Like, how Very did they high. match that? You can that? see it doesn't match right here, right? You can see that this line here doesn't quite match here. I mean, it's similar. And again, all dispersal patterns are similar. This has been compared to an ink drop. This has been compared to a supernova. And you can do the same thing with any of those effects as well. So also, can... that makes sense to you, right? A dispersion pattern. Yeah. You drop water. You get the rings out. This guy is just not hearing him at all. And he's going, like, he went through. He's like, this. they were wrong about this. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. If all of this is wrong, how can you even account for any of this? You know? And uh, and to me, what's the big deal of having this guy on and just rolling with it like Sam Tripoli or I do? Yeah. I've had people tell me crazy shit before that I don't believe. I roll with it. I'm not here to debunk you. I'm not a fucking scientist. Yeah. You know, like I'm here to hear your story. I want to hear why you believe that this is the way it is. What is the big deal? He had the Chris Dunn on about the, the, the Giza power plant. He has no problem. Like that could be wrong. That could be way fucking wrong. You know, I think it's probably right, but it could be way fucking wrong. Like not even in the ballpark, not even in the realm. He's had people on talking about MK ultra and just all kinds of wild stuff. And he's just, Oh man, that's fucking wild. That's rad, bro. But now you bring on something like this and it's the biggest deal in the world yeah. for you to, you know, to be pushing this fake narrative, this fake video, man, you won't fucking just back down and, and say, here, let's continue. The numbers argument. look the same. They all do actually look pretty much the same. Again, dispersion patterns dispersion pattern. And then what's happening is the same thing that we see here. But the most important part is that what we're seeing is this endothermic event versus an exothermic event. So if you, the best part is that this is just like a dishonest attempt here to try to get dishonest. Well, yeah. why is it dishonest, man? Like, look, like because it's frame. this guy has been doing this his entire life. He's a visual effects expert. Who has a, he has a YouTube channel with sure. freaking tens of millions of views on it. I mean, he has no okay. incentive to <laughs> how many, how and, many of those are real? You're going to take a third party word from somebody who knows. Hey man, trust the experts. He's got, you know, he's got a YouTube. Trust, this guy's been doing it his whole life. What incentive does he have to come up there and say something wrong or lie? I don't know. What what incentive did Dr. Fauci have to stand in front of us and fucking lie his ass off? It's amazing to me that somebody like this running a, a, a show similar to what we do, conspiracies, you know, government cover-ups, freedom. And he, he, he just trusts the experts, bro. You just look at this guy's a, and how chicken shit. For him to call this guy, hey, make me a video that'll fucking kill this guy, and I'll play it for him on the podcast. Why can't you have that f fly that guy out? You flew out this dude. You fly. He flies all of his guests out. Bring the fucking guy on the podcast and let these guys duke it out. Yeah. Because if he can sit there and go, okay, here's where you were wrong about this. Here's where you were wrong about that. This is why this does what it does. Maybe he sees it and goes, man, I, I can't explain that. Or maybe he goes, well, actually, if you look at this and that and blah, blah, blah. I just thought it was so chicken shit. So now, you know, it's, oh, it's been debunked. These guys have debunked it. And I just, I don't understand why everybody is is screaming and crying that these, this needs to be debunked. What's the big fucking deal if it's wrong? Not, not, only, <clears throat> not only, like, why does it need to be debunked, but... Uh, actually convince me that it is debunked. Don't just sit there and, and exactly. talk some bullshit. Like, I hear, 
you know, you, you watch the, the videos, then you can sit there and listen to these guys debunk it. And, you know, it's either way, I, I, it sounds more believable that the video is real than listening to those guys try to debunk it. Listening to those guys try to debunk it sounds like just a bunch of, a bunch of bullshit with no actual credit or any, any kind of like actual information behind it. They're just, like you said, sitting there talking yeah. shit, yucking it's it up. It's a couple idiots yucking on the couch yeah. without doing any research at all, yeah. without knowing even what they're looking at. And the deal is, is the reason it's such a big deal to debunk something like this is if this is damning. If this is real, there's massive implications for stuff like this. I mean, if it can do something like that, what can it do when it's used as a weapon? The theory is that they tried to save the plane or maybe test the technology to see if it was possible. What can they do if it's a weapon? You know, yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to listen to the rest of that video. I think you kind of got the point. Trust the experts, bro. I mean, this guy's been doing it for ten and, years, and he was talking and about his deal. He was talking about the the debunkers, yeah, saying tr- calling them experts and trust them. Yeah, there, there. He and he said, "What, what was their incentive? Right? Their incentive is that now, every time that's looked up." their video is is put to the front of the fucking line. That's suspect right bingo. there. Please. Fucking <laughs> bingo. That's that's a great point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, dude, that's a great fucking point. And it's just it seems like and I don't even think that like those guys are feds. I think that they're <laughs> just lazy. I think they're lazy and I think they're fucking idiots. And I think this guy's pretty fucking smart. What, what, he may have it wrong. What did the feds you know? call those? You can, Confidential but, informants? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't work. Or, or they're, they're not with idiots. the agency. They just, you know, we just pay them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're useful idiots yeah. at this point. <laughs> if we're really, if we're really breaking it down, I've got this last, this last video here. Um, Let's play it. I don't even remember what it said. One of the false claims that the Corridor crew guy Nico Ah. made, saying there was no parallax. There actually is proven parallax that you see here. Um, So that's pretty incredible here that when you see this. Now let's watch it again. We see our orbs. We see them spinning. Look at this various. There's definitely purpose here. We can see this mouse here moving around. Um, And now the orientation changes. Like they're getting ready for something here. It changes right here and they go vertical. And now they're spinning vertically at slightly at an angle. And our drone is somewhere right off the screen over here. Now here it comes. The zap. You see that illumination? Accurately illuminate the clouds. We think that's explained by the particles in the area becoming energized. The leaker moves the video over to the right. Again, we think this is like a Google Earth video playback. And then they close the screen recording. They just close out the screen recording. Now let's look at the other one. Now, this shows that they were using a certain type of computer program. He doesn't explain it here in this clip, but essentially they're using some sort of viewing program to do this. So here's the thermal. So now we're looking at it from the other angle. So that first one was from outer space, looking down, not looking up. And this one now is at a side angle with this MQ-1C. We can see the drone. I mean, we can see it. We can see this high-quality clouds as well. Another thing that they fucked up on is they were talking about how the contrails were off. Those aren't contrails. Those are that's smoke. Mm-hmm. They were, the plane was too low for contrails at this point. Uh, they had already dropped enough to where they were they were well beyond being able to to create contrails. So that was another point. And it's like you, you would just think that like as that guy who who he's explaining, he got this wrong, he got that wrong, he got this wrong. He he'd go if he was being honest about it instead of and maybe he's just trying to be that guy. Yeah, You know, I, I stood up to this fucking joker. Maybe he's just that much of a douche that he wanted to be that fucking guy. But you would think he would go, huh, well, if he got that wrong, if he didn't know that was the way it was, then maybe this changes the whole thing. And maybe I should call that, like, we maybe we can get him on the phone. Let's take a break. They took three breaks during the podcast. Let's get him on the phone, and you guys can have a quick conversation and see if that changes his his view. But he didn't. Hmm. It was, you're an idiot. You won't move off of this position. You won't trust the experts. And, uh, yeah, 
We can tell somebody's manually tracking it. We can see the smoke. We can see the, the orbs show up. And here you can see these orbs are perfectly spherical. It's not a metal ball. This is some kind of field around something much smaller. We see these lines in front of it. These lines are in front of the orbs. They're pulling the orbs forward almost, right? Or better explanations, they're creating their own gravity, their own geodesics. You can see the heat signature on the orbs spinning around on their axis. We can see it goes out of field. So like, this is one of the pieces of evidence too that's real as well. Is if this was fake, you're going to keep the plane in focus. You're not going to have the plane go out of focus. This is because somebody's manually tracking it. They're not using automatic tracking. Then they zoom in. They want to get a really good, clear shot. And then right before the zap, they zoom out because they know exactly what's about to happen. And then right here, you're going to see these orbs, the monopoles are going to turn towards the middle and it, the orbs are going to converge on the plane. And then the zap happens. So if you fake this, you have to have a better understanding of physics than the experts. Because I've got experts telling me this is exactly what this kind of thing should look like. <laughs> so some kind of faker is like a master PhD of physics and mathematics to create these perfect patterns. Look at that. You see that? Watch the super, super slow-mo here. The orbs actually bend in the last frame because we think they're creating a field here. Gravitational lensing. You can watch the orbs spin. And they converge. Look at that converging. The orbs are spinning and they're going to converge these monopoles. And then they, right in that last frame there, it blurs. Oh, crap. I can't get it. But it blurs in the last frame. And that's indication that this plane is accelerating, maybe even accelerating to the speed of light. That's wild. So creating their own gravity. So what he's talking about is a warp drive. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but in, in Star <laughs> Trek, they use the warp drive. And essentially what you're doing is compressing space in front of you and building it up behind you so you can surf a wave of space-time faster than light. Um, he went into some other scientific stuff about this that I didn't really clip because it would have just taken way too long to clip it all out and it would have been too much, but he called it macroscopic quantum coherence. Oh. So let me read you a little bit about this. Yeah, macroscopic quantum coherence refers to a phenomenon in which quantum behavior extends to the macroscopic scale, involving a, a large number of particles or a macroscopic object. In traditional quantum mechanics, phenomena like superposition and entanglement are usually associated with microscopic particles like electrons or photons. Macroscopic quantum coherence challenges the classical boundary between the quantum and classical worlds, suggesting that the quantum effects may manifest on larger scale. Achieving and maintaining coherence at a macroscopic level is a challenging and complex task, often requiring controlled experimental conditions. So this is something we can do. This isn't just a theory. One notable example is the field of superconductivity where macroscopic quantum coherence is observed in superconducting materials. So again, right, what he was talking about, these guys were creating with superconductors. Um, in a superconductor, electrons from a copper pairs uh, exhibit quantum coherence over macroscopic distances, allowing the material to conduct electricity with zero resistance. And this is something that would change the world. We talk all the time about power lines. Mm -hmm. The longer your, your source of energy is away from your load, the more energy you're going to lose. We're, we're, we're barely 40% efficient on our power line. I, I, maybe it's a little more, but we lose half of our power in, in transmission because normal conductors just can't transfer electricity like that. If you had a superconductor conducting power line, you could get every... Every electron generated out of that facility would meet the load where it's going. You could have power lines as long as you want. You wouldn't need to. You can use these things as batteries as well. You can make a superconducting battery where essentially you make a coil of superconductors and you just juice it with energy and it just kind of zips around in there and holds onto it and you can kind of bleed it off. So this is something we actually covered on the podcast a couple, a couple, and it's probably a couple months ago now. Time flies, but... <laughs> Uh, a lab in, in South Korea, I almost said North Korea. That would have been funny. A lab in South <laughs> Korea was able to make one of these things. Um, it's, it's again, it's high pressure, uh, high heat it, or high pressure, low heat is the only way that they've really been able to do this thing. But again, if they're able to do it in a lab under, under certain pressures, there's no reason to think that the military industrial complex hasn't been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, yeah. they're so far ahead of us. It's not even funny. Um, 
there's some a couple more things that I wanted to cover. So there's implications with like this could be time travel. This could be going into a different reality. You know, this could be a black hole where you go into nothing. Um, and you know, this originally the guy thought that this was alien. It's got to be aliens. There's well, just, you know, you know, maybe they were trying to save a doomed plane. In this, like they were just being nice and trying to save a doomed plane. But it doesn't really make sense with those scientists being on there. You know, back, and the cover up. Yeah, like back back then, maybe. But in this day and age. That's that's probably one of the three top initial thoughts in my head when I see something like this is, oh, it's uh, it's government technology, military, you know, government technology that nobody knows about. Yeah. And like you're saying with the scientists and and with the lithium batteries, then you got to think, well, maybe those scientists had these batteries for some kind of tech that had to be on the plane with the orbs yeah and that Maybe they were and it had to it had to all work together to do whatever they were trying to do uh, and whatever the goal was wherever the fuck it went who knows but maybe it was all just a an experiment <laughs> yeah and i think that this is quantum effects i think that the, the quantum entanglement you've got entangled with another object i like that theory um, quantum tunneling. Are you familiar with quantum tunneling? No. It's essentially where on the quantum level, a particle can disappear and reappear somewhere else. Uh, Einstein called this spooky action at a distance. And essentially, <laughs> it's able to, when you've got an energy, so you've got like a, a particle like an electron, and you've got an energy barrier that typically holds more, you know, em- sp- empty space isn't empty. So you've got a, a, an area of empty space, which is your barrier, and then you've got your electron. It would take more energy than that electron has to pass through that barrier. So what does it do? It cheats, and it uses quantum tunneling, and it just whoop reappears somewhere else. And that's like not really what's happening, but again, it is. And this shit's so weird. Like I, I don't know how familiar you are with the double slit experiment, but like you got particles that act like a wave until they're viewed, and then they turn into particles. So you can do that with a laser in a lab, but you can all, you can also do that with a star. So you, you can have your, your starlight coming in as a wave and then you look at it and it changes 300 light years away. So in effect, it's going back in time Hmm. to change the way you're observing it. This stuff gets fucking weird, man. And I, I honestly like this has changed the way I've thought a lot, a lot of stuff in the recent past. Like I, I was betting that this was ultra terrestrials. Yeah. That there was some sort of breakaway situation, civilization or ultra terrestrials that were doing things unbeknownst to the U S government. Now I'm starting to think that this is, this is actual, you know, Lockheed Martin tech or Raytheon tech. Maybe they did get it from aliens. Like I'm, I'm open to that for sure. Yeah. Again, like, that starts to get weird with like, I, I have a hard time with the alien thing. The only reason like I could see aliens being responsible for these type of probes, not even these three, but just like this type of shit that we're seeing is if they're, they have, they have, would have to have wormholes. The only answer is wormholes because they would, they should be everywhere, Right. If you could expand at the speed of light and you've been around for a while, you should be everywhere, but they're not, Yeah, which is fucking weird. So my thought is maybe there's, you know, a habitable part of space. Like we're in a bubble, right? You can only see space is expanding so fast that there's areas of the universe that we cannot and will not ever see. So they could have a whole civilization. It could be like, you know, San Francisco just over the hill. But it's just out of our view, and it's and if they put us here, you know, and and are responsible for our evolution in any way, then they would put us outside of the neighborhood, so we couldn't see what was going on yeah. in the rest of the in the rest of the galaxy. For I, I mean, I don't know unless there's, I can't really think of a reason that you would want to isolate a civilization other than the fact of like you want them to think they're alone. 
Why do you want them to think you're alone? I don't know. Maybe they create things better that way. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe we're not the first iteration of this and they've had some practice. Yeah. And they found that it's just best to put them out. You know what I mean? If you had wormholes, you could go anywhere in the universe and just say, okay, we're going to put this one way over here and we're going to put that one way over there and we're going to make this whole neighborhood where nobody can see anybody, where you just don't have any neighbors. That's our dream, right? We don't want to have any neighbors. <laughs> yeah. You want to be out in the mountains, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. What do you think? Uh, maybe. What do you think? You've seen this shit now. Maybe uh, maybe we are like the uh, the incest offspring of a, a couple aliens, and they just, you know, to save their incest uh, offspring, they s- sent us out into the middle of nowhere where the rest of the alien population couldn't find us, and now they're looking for us <laughs> to exterminate us. Cause hey, <laughs> at this point... The weirder the, the like, the weirder it gets, the fucking more likely it it becomes right. at this point. Yeah. Like things are just so fucking weird mm-hmm. that, I mean, and you know what's hilarious? Don Lemon got so much shit for asking if it was possible that the plane got sucked into a black hole, <laughs> and God damn it, he was probably closer to right than any of that us. Motherfucker. And on that, we're out of here. Don Lemon, Fucking you did Don something right for once in your career. Don Lemon. Uh, Good night. <laughs> <laughs>